The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Hello, this is Ken Roshan with Amplified, and we are so excited about this program. Very special thanks to Gisela Gonzalez, our actor, artist, uh, our, our representative model and brand ambassador. She owns Gigi Dance Fitness, and she is also an event specialist, and she helps with marketing and helping restructure companies. We also uh, have a big shout-out to some complimenting sponsors, uh, Don't Waste My Cancer book, Still Brave, There Goes My Hero, we Will Survive Cancer, and our corporate sponsors are CEO Space International, Freedom to Capture Love, the Keep Smiling Movement, Swag Dog, and of course, Voice of America. So our first guest is Tom Mitchell. Hey, Tom, how are you doing? Very well. Thank you for asking. How are you today? Wonderful. I, I, I read your bio, and uh, I almost uh, I, I, I enjoyed reading it, but I also felt that, man, I've got to be helping you. You're doing some amazing things. So uh, I looked at your social media. You're doing really wonderful things, but we want to get some social proof together of all these great things to inspire more people to join you. So I'm going to just take a minute to read through part of your bio, and then, uh, and then we'll just dance around the, uh, the interview with some more uh, tidbits about the bio. So Tom Mitchell is the founder and director of Still Brave Childhood Cancer Foundation. He's affectionately known as Tattoo Tom by the children and families whom he serves. He is also a nationally recognized activist and advocate for children with cancer and their families. Following the death of his daughter, Shayla, in 2009 from Hodgkin's lymphoma, Tom dedicated his entire life to providing non-medical support to children with cancer and their families. He is also committed to raising awareness of the need for more research funding and safer, less toxic treatments for children with cancer, dubbing himself and those who work for Still Brave as Renegade's Tattoo, Tom is always anxious to share what he's learned, uh, growing to understand, but refused to accept. He is very outspoken. He's, an, he's an obviously a very passionate person, conti- continued activist, and his innate need to be a voice for those who do not have one has led him to being the forefront of the grassroots movement. So, Tom, first of all, thank you very much for being on the program. No problem. Thanks for having me. So tell tell me a little bit about uh, the the outspoken aspect and uh, and why you refuse to uh, accept what is being said about uh, I guess treatment. I think I think it's uh, it's fair to say that you know after my daughter died I was sort of put in a position. I mean the first thing I asked myself was was why doesn't somebody do something about this? Um, and then I realized of course that I am somebody. Um, so while I'm outspoken, um, what that essentially means is, is, and I don't know how much information you've gotten through my social media and stuff, but today in, in the United States alone, childhood cancer is the number one disease killer. It kills more children than, than AIDS, juvenile diabetes, sickle cell anemia combined. Uh, 
Um, and the sad truth of the matter is that um, there's virtually no research money um, earmarked for childhood cancers today. Of the billions of dollars that's appropriated annually, taxpayer dollars appropriated annually, uh, less than 4% of that money is earmarked for childhood cancers. And children get different cancers than adults. Um, but for some reason, our government and the big pharmaceutical companies seem to be under the misconception that 4% um, of that money is enough. And, and quite frankly, it's not. And my, my mission is, is, as, an, as an activist is to ensure that that, that is, 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 is mentioned and heard uh, because the children who are suffering with cancer can't scream that out loud. They don't even, have to, they don't even know those facts. And I'm quite sure half of your listeners don't know those facts. Um, and that's my, my goal as an activist. Now, it's important to note that my organization doesn't concern ourselves with, um, with research or a cure. My organization is to provide, it, our mission is to provide non-medical support to children with cancer and their families. And, and what that is, is that it's the day-to-day needs that a family facing a childhood cancer diagnosis um, would, would experience. Um, gas, cards, grocery cards, help with rent, utilities. Um, and sadly, we help to pay for um, for way too many funerals as well. But it is important to differentiate the difference between Still Brave Childhood Cancer Foundation and Tattoo Tom, the activist, because they are two separate entities. Okay. And and so you have actually cre- uh, raised a lot of money for cancer, and you've raised about $350,000 for Still Brave. So how do you actually utilize that money? You said you do it for day-to-day. How many families are you affecting? And, and tell our audience how they can support you. Okay, well, it's hard to gauge exactly how many families that we're helping. I can tell you that we have a family database right now that, that, that contains well over 100 families. Um, some of those families are, have children who are at active treatment today. Um, some of those families have children who are in remission. And some of those families, we call them our forever families, they've lost children uh, to cancer. Um, and that $350,000, that's what we made last year. Um, I ran an ultra marathon um, around Lake Tahoe, 200 mile ultra marathon and raised a little over $200,000. And what we do with that money, um, kind of like I told you, uh, is we, we provide non-medical support and that, that translates um, into very practical needs. When my daughter was sick, I was a single dad. So I was faced with the, the challenges that any family would face, but they were compounded by the fact that I couldn't work because I was taking care of my daughter 24 hours a day. So there were times where I couldn't put gas in the car to get her to her life-saving treatment. There are times where I couldn't pay my rent. There are times, unfortunately, where I couldn't buy groceries for her. Um, and so we had to rely on food bank and other places to get our food. And, and before my daughter died, I promised her uh, that I would do everything in my, my power to ensure that other families didn't, didn't face these struggles. And so that's been my life mission ever since. And we do help with, like I said, we take that money that you just mentioned and we, we buy gas cards, we buy grocery cards. Um, we help with rent, utilities, car repairs. Um, you know, again, we, we pay for uh, way too many funerals. It's hard to quantify exactly how many families we touch because we do sometimes go to the chemotherapy clinics and the hospitals and we drop things off um, there that get dispensed. And sometimes we, we meet families like you're going to talk to Sarah soon. I have a very, very intimate relationship with Sarah and her family. Um, you know, I've traveled different parts of the country with her as she's experiencing different treatment options in different parts of the country and have a very intimate, close relationship with her and her family. There are other families where I just spoke a check and I never actually get to meet them. So again, it's hard to quantify exactly how many, but with social media and the platform that's afforded us via that, 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 um, that vehicle, um, you know, it could be thousands potentially that we're touching, hopefully. And that's my, 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 in my head, that's what I'm hoping is happening, that we're touching thousands of lives. 
Yes, and we want to actually have that impact even be greater. So I, you were referring before when you said, why doesn't somebody do something about this? And then you said, hey, I am somebody. And I, I refer to you in my first book as a power of one thinker, someone that actually looks at taking responsibility for being that one that causes a movement. So I just want to acknowledge you for that because everybody can complain about a problem, but it takes that very special person that says not only are they going to solve it, but they're going to lead uh, a crusade or or a movement to actually cause other people to jump on board. So, with it being only four percent, what would you say the uh, the way the government should actually address this problem with children's cancer? Well, I mean, the, the obvious, most practical answer is start giving them more money. <laughs> you know, it, the money is the money is dispensed to the um, National Institute of Health, and from there, it is divided up as they as they feel is appropriate. And there's a lot of rhetoric as to that, you know, how they come up with that 4% number. Some people say it's less. Some people say it's a little bit more. Um, there's a trickle-down kind of mentality that if we're researching adult cancers, breast cancers, and prostate cancers, and things like that, um, that, that there'll be a trickle-down sort of, um, you know, sort of mechanism that will help children with cancer. But the reality is children get different. Children get cancers um, like DIPG, like um, Hodgkin's lymphoma, um, the variety of leukemias that they get. You know, children aren't, well, they do. I mean, there's not a huge amount of children getting breast cancer. There's not a huge amount of children getting prostate cancer. So investing money in breast cancer research and and prostate cancer research is not going to help a child with DIPG, which is a brain cancer. That's like saying I'm going to invest in, in working on cars and expecting it to help somebody who works on boats. Just, I understand. It doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? Well, well help, educate, help educate me and uh, the, the audience about Hodgkin's lymphoma. Uh, is that a preventable disease? How, do, how does one get that? Well, this, the sad part about children's cancers and childhood cancers is, you know, you can pinpoint some, some causes and some lifestyle causes with certain adult cancers, right? Like uh, lung cancer, you know, if you're a smoker and you've been a smoker for 20 years, you can get lung cancer. There's some research that, that, that sort of intimates that, you know, being overweight or, or eating poorly or eating, you know, too much fast food could, could lend itself to, um, to developing some sort of cancer. Um, there's asbestos and there's all these other chemical exposures that could, that create, could create cancer. So some are lifestyle choices, some are being exposed to things. With childhood cancer, we don't know. We don't know what causes a two-year-old who doesn't have uh, lifestyle choices that lend themselves to cancers, who hasn't been exposed to all of these things. We don't know how or why um, they're getting these cancers. And without research dollars, we're never going to know. And that's why I'm going to wind up going to more minerals this year than birthdays. Uh, yes, I understand. So uh, when Shayla was diagnosed, was there something that you could do differently that was non-medical that would have uh, helped in her, in her cure? Well, we don't, we don't, you know, there, there wasn't anything I could do because the only thing that was available to me was 30, 40, and 50-year-old treatment protocols. Or not really protocols, but the medicines they were using, the, the poison that euphemistically call medicine, um, are 30 and 40, and in some cases, 50 and 60 years old. There's only been three new drugs approved, approved for childhood cancer in the past 30 years. Um, so, you know, we're essentially we're treating our kids with, with at minimum, 30-year-old treatment options. Um, that's kind of like treating our kids with leeches, you know. So we were exposed right. to a lot, of, a lot of medicines, as they called them, um, and that was the only choice I had. I didn't have any other choice. I mean, there, I guess there were some, um, you know, holistic approaches that we could have taken. But, you know, when you're in the throes of things, you want to trust your doctor. 
I mean, for goodness sakes, this is America, right? You would think that this is the greatest country in the world. I mean, we'd have the greatest medicine in the world. But that's not the case. That's the way that childhood cancer is portrayed in this country is inaccurate. You'll see these pictures of these cute, smiling, bald-headed children on the commercials and on the sides of buses. That's an inaccurate portrayal of the realities of childhood cancer. There was a drug that was introduced to my daughter during her treatment called doxorubicin. Doxorubicin is a, is a red-colored chemotherapy, and it's been nicknamed the Red Devil. And that's, that's a real name that people call it. And the reason they call that is because it can and does have a toxic effect on the heart muscle, often causing the heart to stop or to have your regular heartbeats. And that happened to my daughter. And they introduced the doxorubicin to her, the Red Devil, or the Red Death, as it's called. And we had to stop cancer treatment immediately, and she was rushed to the heart unit because she had to have a pacemaker defibrillator installed because the medicine, the life-saving medicine, was actually causing more toxic problems. So I'm not sure, entirely sure what killed my daughter. Was it the cancer? Was it the cure? Yes, I, I've often heard that uh, people are choosing the lesser of two evils. Like if they're told they have a limited lifespan, if they take this, it's going to cause like a, a multitude of other problems, but hopefully those problems will be solved with another medication or cure in the future. So, yeah, I, I can totally understand that. Right. Choosing the lesser of two evils is still choosing the evil. You know what I mean? Right. In the greatest country in the world, we should choose to invest more money in research. We should choose to invest less money in, in other things. <laughs> you know, quite frankly, I'm not, I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I've been to, I went to a funeral yesterday. I went to a funeral. I just got home from a funeral today and I'm going to a funeral tomorrow. Three of those funerals, all three of them were cancer related. Two of them were children. And this is, I mean, this is what's going on. While everybody's watching all of this political stuff unfolding around you on social media and on television, and we're worried about the, the candidates and we're worried about this ridiculous stuff, our children are dying around us. And they're getting what's sick it? and sick and sicker at an alarming rate. And we're so distracted by these other things that we're not, we're not seeing that. Well, Tom, I'm going to actually uh, just share with you that we're going to get behind you. Uh, the Umbrella Syndicate has a very large following. We embrace uh, people like yourselves who are a power of one. We embrace the events that help cause awareness and also uh, funding for not only uh, the cure, but also what you said, the day-to-day, uh, keeping people uh, in- inspired and, and fighting it with a, a positive attitude. So I just want to cover a couple things with you because we're going to be cutting to a, a break and bringing our second guest in. So you have a, a, a big fundraiser, Tattoo Tom versus the Volcano. So just uh, briefly tell us right. about that. Okay, so uh, this coming August, I'm going to be running an ultra marathon. It's uh, going to be up and down Mount St. Helens, Mount St. Helens Volcano in Washington State. There'll be about a 150-mile trek after that, and then I'll be climbing and descending Mount Adam, which combined is the ascent and, and descent uh, equivalent to climbing Mount Kilimanjaro and Mount Everest combined. Um, I'm doing that for two reasons. One, to raise money and to raise awareness of the current state of childhood cancer today in this country. I'm using this race as a vehicle to raise money. My goal, and I'm going to announce this soon on social media, but I'll go ahead and take advantage of the opportunity to announce it now. My goal is to raise $365,000. That's $1,000 for every day that a child is either diagnosed with cancer or dies from cancer in the United States, which is every day of the year. That happens every day. Um, So we're going to have a big fundraising campaign to raise this money. We're going to give companies and individuals opportunities to sponsor a day on the calendar. Of the 365 days, you can sponsor a day, whether that's an important day to you, say it was a 
a birthday or a, a, the anniversary of the passing of a child or just a day that was significant to you, we want to encourage you to, to, to stop liking stuff on social media because just liking stuff on social media isn't going to help children with cancer. What's going to help children with cancer is love. We want people to, to get engaged. We want people to give a damn. So what we want you to do is we want you to go out and we want you to hold a bake sale. We want you to wash, hold a car wash. We want you to raise $1,000. We want you to sponsor a day on that calendar, that caring calendar, so that we can get $365,000 brought in. And if we raise that $365,000, we're going to give a $65,000 college scholarship to a brother or sister of a child with cancer who has a desire to pursue a degree and a career in pediatric oncology. So often, under the diagnosis of childhood cancer, the brothers and sisters, we like to call them all-star siblings, their lives are almost immediately overshadowed by the trauma and the day-to-day rig- rigorousness of the, their brother and sister's um, brother and sister's diagnosis. So we're going to celebrate them. We're going to give them a life-changing opportunity. What's really interesting about these all-star siblings that I'm talking about is even though their lives are overshadowed by their, their sibling's diagnosis, they often go on to become their, their biggest advocate. And so we want to give them, we want to celebrate them and give them a life-changing opportunity to go to college. So we're going to give a $65,000 college scholarship. In some states, that could be a full ride. So I'm going to give everything I have. I'm going to give from every corner of my soul to complete this race because it's an impossible race. I shouldn't be able to run that far. And I'm going to be running that race with virtually no sleep. Um, and I'm going to try and raise an impossible amount of money so that I can do more impossible things, like come up with a, you know, a cure for cancer. Well, that's like a period at the end of a segment, but I'm not going to let you off that easy. I, I, I want to talk with you after the program, so um, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and reach out to you on Facebook, and we'll, we'll have a conversation about how we can support this. I did want to also talk about the fact that you're doing uh, your second TEDx talk, and then I also wanted, if you could just briefly, really honestly a minute, talk about the TEDx talk and then tell people how they can reach you, and then we're going to just cut sure. to a break. Sure, no problem. I did a, a, a TEDx talk last year, um, and I, I really thought I, I gave a powerful talk uh, to try to take, talk a little bit about, the, again, the current state of childhood cancer in the country today. Some of the things that I just mentioned to you today, I included in my first TED talk. Well, as fate would have it, my TED talk was very well received, and I was offered an opportunity to do a second one. Very few people get an opportunity to do a second one. So I want to be on the record as saying, if you saw my first one, and if you haven't, please look it up online. Just look up Tattoo Tom TED Talk. If you saw that and you think it's powerful, you haven't seen nothing yet. You wait until the second one comes out. I'm not going to pull any punches. I'm not holding back. I'm putting full court press on you and this country when I give my next TEDx talk. And where is that TEDx talk going to be? It's going to be in Herndon, Virginia in May, May 21st. Okay. Why don't you uh, have us connect with uh, connect us to the uh, host of the TEDx so we can help support you there. So sure, how we're do happy people, to do that. How do people reach you? Okay, the easiest way to reach me is to go to our website, or you can email me directly. It's tom.mitchell at stillbrave.org. Um, you can email me. You can find me on social media. Um, I'm very approachable. I'm, it's easy to get in touch with me. I return phone calls. I return emails. Um, I'm, I'm very happy to share with you what I know and, and what I've used to accept. You know, the, the hardest thing I've ever had to do is try to accept the unacceptable, and, uh, and therefore I just refuse to do it. And there's no way I'm going to accept what I consider to be unacceptable. And if you're of that mindset and that mentality, then call me and let's get together. Is there a book you'd recommend for uh, parents that uh, are either one dealing with or need to learn about the possibilities of cancer? Uh, you know, it's hard for me to, to offer a, a book because everything is different. There's no, there's no two things the same. I've got, you know, children who are on hospice right now who have been on hospice 
they're miracle children. They, they should have passed away a long time ago. And yet they're still alive and they're still in hospice and, and there's, there's a will in them to live that's, that's beyond and surpasses science, it surpasses books, it surpasses everything. And I've got children who are healthy and doing great um, who get sick one day and they die 15 hours later and nobody knows why. So I can't recommend a book and good conscience because no two cases are the same. Childhood cancer is evil. Childhood cancer is a monster. And as long as we keep this, this false portrayal of what it really is, we're going to continue to have this problem. So I would encourage you, don't read a book. I would encourage you, get out on a grassroots level and, and read, you know, the social media, read the facts, read the statistics that you can find on social media. We have a huge organization called the Truth 365, and we do a rally down in D.C. every September called CureFest. Get out of your house. Come to CureFest. Don't read a book. Come to CureFest. Get involved. Engage. Become activists. Because you know why? Because the life you touch, the life you touch just might be your own. With the alarming rate of childhood cancer diagnosis in this country every day, the life you touch just might be your own. Well, thank you so much, first of all, Gisela Gonzalez, for bringing Tom Mitchell, the founder and director of Still Brave Childhood Cancer Foundation. We're cutting to a break. Tom, you're awesome. I'll talk to you a little later. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Klass. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. How is your work-life balance? In most businesses, no matter where you are positioned, there is always room for improvement. If you're an executive, learn insight about your business. Are you an employee? Learn how to better work with your team. Even if you're not in business, you can learn where your strengths and weaknesses can be played to their best potential. The Work-Life Balance with host Rick Morris can be heard live every Friday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. 
And we are back. We have our second guest, Lamont Easter, a friend of Gisela Gonzalez. Again, we are having a power pack show because of Gisela. So Lamont got his start as a print model, MC host and television, film and commercial actor with appearances on shows such as House of Cards, HBO's Veep, CBS's Madam Secretary, and various other shows. So Lamont, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Thank you for having me. I'll tell you, uh, Gisela's got some powerful friends, doesn't she? Absolutely, absolutely. I'm so, so I just glad ran, to, I, to be here. Well, I just ran into you recently at the Crystal Culture yeah. event and uh, got a nice picture of you with Kenny uh, Flanagan. And yeah. guess what? Guess what? I love, love that shot, actually. Well, that shot is going into a book. The, uh, the second edition of Keep Smiling is going to press in about two weeks, and the picture of you and Kenny was a shot that I really enjoyed, so I, I updated the book with that shot. Happy to be in it. So I understand you actually know Sarah and Tom. So tell, tell yeah. us how you, how you met. Yeah, um, just two wonderful uh, individuals. Um, I was fortunate enough to be asked to host the relaunch of the Tower Club of Tyson's Corner. They had done a million-dollar-plus uh, renovation, and they asked me to host it. And so um, I went, and one of the organizations that they adapted for the year um, to support was Still Brave, um, Tom Mitchell's, uh, uh, Tattoo Tom Mitchell's organization. So I went and Tom spoke and uh, I introduced him and that's really where I, I met him and, and, and got just absolutely encouraged with the, with the, with the message that, that he, um, he puts forth and, and just that energy. And at the same time, um, I met Sarah, and I absolutely just fell in love with her. Just an, a tremendous spirit um, and a courageous young woman. We had such a great time. And the, the other, um, there were other kids there and other supporters, but Sarah just really touched me. In fact, um, I, I, I don't think I've ever shared this, but after chatting with Sarah briefly, um, and at the Tower Club, they have these big bay windows that overlook all of um, Northern Virginia. And uh, in between a segment of my hosting after speaking with Sarah, I just went back to a window, and I don't know where it came from. I just started bawling like a baby. <laughs> and it, I, later, I, I, I realized it was just the power of her spirit to be going through what she um, has experienced but have that, that positive energy and a maturity way beyond their age. And I have since found that as I meet other young people that are in similar predicaments, all these kids are so much more mature and old souls. Um, that it's just absolutely amazing. And it, it, just, it just really, really touched me in that moment. Um, so that's kind of how we, how we, we, we met and um, been kind of involved with both in a, a renegade ever since. Yeah, there's an expression, uh, touched, moved, and inspired, right? So Absolutely. That's, that's awesome. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to call you out a little bit so that we can be more powerful. Is that, is that, do I have your permission? Um, go right ahead. <laughs> okay. Well, now Giselle is a brand ambassador, and Tom is actually a power of one leader for this cause. And what I wanted to just say to you is I'm inviting you. 
it's not really much as much a call out as an invitation to bring in the the social media prowess, the uh, the engagement, the forty thousand people that follow us a week, to events where you're almost uh, an event ambassador for good causes, because that is the event that I would have loved to have been at, and not only gotten captured the photos, but to really create so much more awareness. So, in the future, when you make a move at the Tower Club or wherever. And it's, it's something that's a good cause. Please reach out, reach out to Giselle and myself because we would like to support you and the cause. So that, that, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, it sounds like an amazing event. And uh, I would have been over at the window bawling with you and we could have just embraced each other, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I composed myself and, con- and con- continued the, the, the activities. Um, but it was um, absolutely just... And, and, I learned so much. I really didn't know anything about childhood cancer prior. Um, so it, it, it was a eye opening experience, uh, for me to hear Tom speak and, uh, to, to meet Sarah and chat with her. And we've come great, great friends, um, since then. Well, you're, you're such a busy person. I mean, I, I follow you on social media. And so, uh, unfortunately, social media gives you what's happening in the moment, not necessarily the forecast. So I'm going to uh, have Tom uh, renegade you if you don't share your calendar with us of what uh, events we can help support you in. Because you do such great things. And I, I, I look at what you're doing. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is something we could have really helped and uh, supported you and also the cause. So uh, I'm going to just stop beating that dead horse. I just want to make sure it's recorded on air in case we have to say, did Ken really say that to Lamont? So. <laughs> so you're Absolutely. really busy. How, how do you stay so busy? And you work a full-time job, too. Uh, that, that's correct. Um, well, <laughs> I, I just, uh, opportunities present themselves, and, and I seize them. And um, I don't have any family here with me, so I don't have my time occupied with, with um, immediate family issues. So... I have a little bit more um, flexibility than others that continue to work a nine-to-five and then have um, um, alternative uh, endeavors. Well, you're very giving. Uh, it's uh, I've I've seen what you do to help with these causes, and that's just a very generous spirit. So I wanted to acknowledge you for that. And uh, why is it that you're so tied to philanthropic work? Um, good question. Um, I think. It's a way for for me to to give back. Um, it's not always about giving dollars and cents, um, and many of us don't have a lot to give. But I think what's more important is to give of your time. And I'm in a position, at least in this market, um, to have some level of notoriety. And so, why not use that to promote? Um, uh, causes that I believe in and to get awareness of these different issues um, out there. Um, instead of um, posting on my social media the, the latest meal I cooked or the latest um, acting gig I did, um, I, I'd rather post a cause that actually can make a difference and get people, at, at minimum, aware of, of these different causes out here that, that are, are certainly worthy of the attention. Um, I mean, here, I I guess humans in general want to be entertained and, and they, they, they look for all these different um, avenues and we seem to let go by the wayside, those, those issues and, and those causes that really can change people's lives and have a positive impact. So I'm, I'm a true believer in use your talents, your skills, 
your platform um, for good or kind of sit down and shut up. <laughs> well, Lamont, I, I would have to say that it's not just about that you have time and you, you give it. It's that when you give time and you make a difference, you have a more purpose-driven life and you actually feel more complete. You feel more positive. You feel more productive. You feel like you're leaving a legacy. And you feel like a leader. So I, I would just add to the fact that I, I think so many people that don't know the value of giving their time to a cause like Still Brave or anything else is that it, it comes back to them, and it comes back to them in a very big spiritual way. And uh, Tom, you could hear his passion on the, the first segment. He is uh, completely committed, and he's getting something out of this. And what he's getting out of it is very simple. He's getting purpose. He's getting a, a promise he made to his daughter, and he's getting to make a difference. And I, I just, uh, I think that's invaluable. Well, I tell you, I, I had this conversation with Tom, and I called him at, at some point and said, I, I get it. I, 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 I'm starting to see how you could have this kind of passion because I, you get so much from it. it it's so fulfilling. It's, it's, it's so, it, it's like a drug to, 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 to just see the, the spirit and the, the, the light shine in, in, in individuals' eyes when you know you're making a difference, you're making a positive impact. And you, you get back, like you said, personally, you get way back more than, and than any amount you get. It, it's, it's almost selfish <laughs> in, a, in a sense because I, I'm getting back so much more like from my relationship with, with Sarah than I could ever possibly imagine that uh, I may have an impact on, on her. Um, she's such an encouragement. Um, there's no way I can complain about anything, quite frankly, um, with uh, her in my life and, and, and watching some of the, the things she's dealing with and, and has to go through. And the, the strength and power at somebody at her age is just absolutely phenomenal. And I, I have seen that replicated on many occasions. Um, I, I just have not run across, certainly uh, with this particular issue of um, childhood cancer, I haven't come across anybody afflicted with childhood cancer that didn't have that same spirit. And I find it absolutely amazing and fascinating. Well, the other admirable, admirable quality of Tom Mitchell is that he said, I went through this and I almost didn't have enough money to get her to a life-saving um, treatment or food to feed her. And what I got out of that is he doesn't want someone else to experience that. And that is extremely gracious. Uh, he's, he's, he had his uh, stressors. He had uh, really closure. And he could have chosen to say, okay, that's it. But he actually has caused a movement. And that's why I was so uh, moved. And I, I want to reach out to him immediately and see how I can be involved. Because when we all get behind a person like him, he gets strength in that too. And that's what a leader's looking for when they, when they step up to the plate and they are that power one. They're just looking for other people that resonate with that voice and that, that uh, energy to say, you're right, go for it, We're, we got your back. Oh, there's no doubt. I, I, can't, I can't even begin to say how much admiration I have for Tom. Um, he, he likes to call me locally when we do events um, together. I'm, I'm the wingman. Uh, we've, um, uh, I had a, another uh, comedian and actor uh, uh, want to join with us, and we did a, a benefit at the um, uh, comedy club in Baltimore that went over really well. And we gave a break to some of the um, parents of those with kids um, afflicted, they needed a night out. So we, we, I had a, a friend um, donate um, 
uh, his luxury bus um, that the likes of uh, Oprah has written. And he donated it and drove for that evening, took us up to Baltimore, the parents, and uh, we had a great, great evening. And the comedians, um, all, the, all the proceeds went to uh, Still Brave. That, that was just great to see these parents have a, have a night out drinking and having a good, good time. Kids couldn't come because it was kind of a, a risque comedy show. In fact, they did their bit in their underwear <laughs> uh, uh, to uh, uh, attract more, uh, more, more uh, patrons to, to come in, and it went over uh, quite well. Um, another um, young lady that I met through Tom's organization, um, Abby Snyder, um, uh, dealing with um, leukemia, um, one of her wishes was to um, be a model, very pretty young lady. And so I got together with some kind of connected to the fashion uh, industry in the D.C. metro area, and I asked um, one of um, a designer who was about to have a show if she uh, would mind letting this young lady uh, fulfill a, uh, something on her bucket list to walk in a, in a show as a, as a model. And, and we did that. She walked, and none of the audience knew any difference. She had on uh, different gowns of the designer, and then later we shared the story with the audience and did a presentation to her. And essentially there wasn't a dry eye in the place. It was just absolutely wonderful. And it, it, uh, like I said, I got more out of that than I think Abby got out of the experience of uh, having a dream come true. So people want to help. And so with awareness, um, in, in many cases, people want to help. They, they just don't necessarily know how to or don't go looking for it. So I like to be somebody who can bring it and put it in front of them. Hey, here's a way you can help. Here it is right here. Well, we're going to make sure that your informations are in the Amplified Radio uh, profile sheet on uh, Facebook. So feel free to share your contact information right now. And I'm going to actually invite people that are looking for a host for events to contact you. Absolutely. Well, I can certainly be reached at, uh, uh, through my website, um, Um On uh, Facebook is my primary uh, vehicle for um, dealing with, uh, with everybody. I, I, I enjoy the, uh, the back and forth, and um, I'm pretty much on all the different uh, social media platforms. So pretty much Facebook, and um, I can be connected uh, via my website. All right. Well, Lamont, thank you for making a difference and for supporting Tom and uh, Sarah and all the things you do beyond that. So we'll have you back another time, too. And I look forward to being shared on your Google calendar so we can get on your event schedule. Have a great day. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. The Umbrella Syndicate amplifies good causes, good people, and good messages. They offer a suite of services that help people and businesses gain better exposure. Through working with the Umbrella Syndicate, you gain the ability to reach an audience of 50,000 unique people a week. They have recently reached over 20,000 followers on Facebook. You can view their photography and how they use it as a strong promotional tool on their Facebook fan page, facebook.com slash The Umbrella Syndicate. Show them your support by liking their page. Do you find yourself working tirelessly to keep your business going? 
Are you finding out that you don't have time for family, friends, any kind of personal life whatsoever? It's time to stop feeling trapped by your business. Tune in to Reclaim Your Freedom with host Shirley Dalton. You'll hear from guests that will help you work on your business instead of constantly in your business and get your life back while the business keeps running and humming. Reclaim Your Freedom airs live every Tuesday at 1 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on Voice America Business. There are two types of leaders in business. Those who are nice, compassionate people. And frankly, they are the people who fail to get a lot done. Then there are those who can get everything done and so much more. But they are greedy, unethical, and self-centered. The Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks finds a way to use the best of both types of leaders to help you create a dynamic roadmap to success. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Amplify. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. We also would love to hear from you via email to info at umbrellasyndicate.com. Now, back to Amplify. Well, this is Ken for the third and final segment of the hour, The Power part of the hour. We saved the best for last. We have Sarah Willis. She's 15 years old. She has, she's a brain cancer survivor. She's been through craniotomy and chemotherapy, radiation therapy, spinal tap, and many other hospitalizations. Sarah, you are uh, a warrior, not just a survivor. How Thank are you? you. I'm, I'm decent today. Decent? So tell me about that. What, is, what, is, what does that mean to be decent today? So a lot of people don't realize what being a survivor really means. Um, being a survivor does not mean that everything is completely better. I have so many side effects from treatment that I have never, I am hardly ever f- fully better. I, I understand. So can you just share with the audience? I don't think the audience would uh, know all the things that happen and that you have to go through. So let's, let's educate them. So, through my treatment, I had to get a brain craniotomy to test to see what type of cancer I had. They couldn't take it out or I would go completely blind. So, they only took out a tiny, tiny, tiny piece. Then, after they diagnosed me with the germinoma brain cancer, I had chemotherapy to shrink the tumor. And after they shrunk the tumor, I had radiation therapy so they could completely get rid of the tumor. Wow. Yeah, that's, I can see why Lamont had the reaction he did. So you're, you're really very brave. So what Thank kind of you. things, well, what kind of things brought you comfort in, the, in the to- these difficult times? For me, art therapy brought me a lot of comfort. I did a lot of adult coloring books and giant posters. I had pet therapy at one point, and that was fun. What's pet, pet, what's pet therapy? So it is where a trained animal comes and visits you at the hospital, and it is amazing because you were there, like, during chemo. I was there for, like, 
three hours in a row. And having an animal to play with for for some time definitely makes it more enjoyable. So how important is it to have a positive mindset going through this? It is very, very, very important. In the beginning of my cancer treatment, I did not have a positive mindset. I was very negative, very depressed about the whole thing. And since I was very negative, so was everybody else. And that made me even worse. And I hated it. I wanted everybody else to be cheering me up. And they were just being as negative as I was. So I decided I was going to change. I was going to be positive so everybody else would be positive as well. And it's not that you're really being positive about your circumstances, that you're being positive about the outcome you want. You're, you're actually feeding on a cellular level to your body that you can get through this. You can fight it. Is that, is that what, a good assessment of it? Okay, so so what did you do to actually cause that shift? I mean, I, I think that's really important that people understand when you're in a very negative, depressed, overwhelming, um, battling situation. What, what did you do to actually cause that shift? Well, first, I, I changed my thought process. Instead of thinking, oh, I'm going to die, I'm going to, I'm, everything's going to just go downhill. I was like, okay, Sarah... There's a chance things will turn out well for you. There's always, always, always a chance. And then I just listened to music. I listened to songs that were positive, different artists, different genres of music, anything that would lift my spirits. So have you heard the, uh, the initials PMA? No. So you, you don't know what they mean, correct? I do not. Okay, well, I'm going to tell you because it's actually a very big business practice or it's a big business mindset. So the PMA simply means positive mental attitude. And uh, in the area of sales or marketing or just success in general, um, people coach people that want to win in life, whether it's business or in your circumstance, to have a positive mental attitude. So really that's what you did. You shifted into a positive mental attitude. And, and that's tough when you're going through the pain. And, it, and it's tough when you still are dealing with the fact that there's a lot of unknowns, right? Yes. So now that you have survived, and I know it's still a fight, but when you think about the future, is it easy for you to think about it positively? No. I follow a lot of people on Facebook and Instagram and all the social media accounts who have been completely in remission and have gotten cancer back and have passed away still. And that terrifies me because these kids, some of their cancers were so much more mild than mine. Some were so much worse than mine. But seeing that they were in the same state I was and they didn't make it terrifies me. Well, Sarah, can I offer you something that I hope is maybe one of the better gifts that I've ever given anyone? Sure. Okay, so if you live another year, or you live another 30 years, wouldn't it be great if you lived every one of them with joy? Right? Yes. So if you are going to live another year, or you only or you live 30 more years, if you live in worry, that isn't living, is it? Exactly. 
Yeah, so we might as well just choose joy. It's not choosing stupidity. It's choosing to actually embrace what we have in life and give thanks for it because every day you're alive is a gift, right? Yes. So I would encourage you, regardless of friends, because you don't know what was in their mind. Even though they had a treatment that was, or a diagnosis that was substantially less than what you've dealt with, you don't know where their mind was. You don't know where their spirit was. So if you choose to be a strong spirit and a strong positive force, first of all, you'll inspire others to live that way, and so you'll be a leader. The second thing is you'll also give yourself peace because every day you're living, you're living as it's the best day it could be. So I, I offer you that because even though I can't put myself in your place, I can tell you that we don't know what day it's going to be that we don't get to wake up the next day. And you can be fully healthy, and you could be seven years old and fully healthy, and the next day you're not alive. So I, I just want to share with you that I, I am very, very inspired, and I'm so thankful Gisela brought you on the program. But if, if you're on this program and you could hear any message, that would be the message I'd give you is stop looking at others that have – easier or harder than you in saying an evaluation or a judgment that you don't know if it's going to be okay. Just live it full. Live it full. And, and Tom Thank is you. someone. You're welcome. And, and Tom Mitchell is the kind of guy that you can lean on. You can call Gisela. You can call Lamont. You can call myself if you're starting to have those, you know, inconsistencies in that PMA, that positive mental attitude. But I would actually write uh, note, uh, post-its on your, on your mirror in your bathroom, um, you know, just in different places, you'll see it just reminding you that being positive means you're living. And if you're not being positive, I, I really honestly think you're just dying while you're alive. So there's no reason to be that way, right? Exactly. Okay, so do you like to read? I love to read. Well, tell, tell, tell me what you like to read. I, if it is on paper, I will read it. And that was probably the hardest part when I first was diagnosed because some of my first symptoms was vision loss, and so I could not read. And I actually told Lamont about that, and he bought me a Kindle. Oh, really? Yeah, well, because I can make the font bigger, and so now I can read again, and it's wonderful. That is fantastic. Well, that, that's, so, that's a great gift. And uh, I'm going to actually uh, give you, I guess, a part two gift. Are you ready for this? Okay, so this program, you're on this program because you already are a remarkable person. And we bring, we bring leaders on this program. And the reason the show is called Amplified is because we're really trying to tell the world that we think you're wonderful and we want more people to know how wonderful you are. So uh, I don't know if Gisela shared this with you, but we publish books. And we actually invite lots of authors and speakers on our program. But I think one of the things that you might find to be a, a, a very good exercise for you is to write a story about this experience and it would be something that would inspire others. I mean, wouldn't you like to have other people that are going through what you're going through be inspired? Yes. Okay, well, I believe that Tom, Lamont, Giselle, and myself could help come up with the money to print the book and publish the book and all you need to do is write it. How about that? I would love that. Thank you so much. So what we're going to do is we're going to uh, talk later after the show, and uh, it can be next week, it can be the following week, but we're going to put together a plan, and the holiday gift, or when's your birthday? May 11th. 
May 11th? Okay, well, that's too soon to have a book out, I think, unless we're doing a, unless we're doing a children's book. But um, we'll, we'll look at uh, the realistic aspect of whether May is possible. I just don't, I think it's going to, I don't want anything that stresses anybody in this program, including yourself. So we will look at maybe the holiday gift is that you will give a book to the world, and that book will help Tom's uh, philanthropy movement, and it will also help children that are going through what you've gone through and give them that inspiration I think everyone needs. And by the way, it's not just someone that is going through cancer. It really is anyone that is going through depression. It's anyone that has a negative mindset or they're worrying about things when they really should be actively trying to attract beautiful things. What do you think of that? I am so grateful. Thank you so much. Well, you thank Gisela because Gisela is the one who put you on this program. I'm just getting to know you, and I'm, I'm telling you what, after hearing your story just the, the couple minutes, I said this is not just a story. This is actually uh, probably one of the most inspirational things uh, someone could read that would actually get them in the right mindset. So that would be my pleasure. So let's, uh, what, what else would you like to talk about? I'm gonna, since we have a couple minutes left, we have one more minute left. Tell me uh, what else you'd like to talk about. I would like to talk about how terrible the whole experience is. Everybody, the people are the only really positive part of childhood cancer. The organizations, that is probably it. But the treatments are hard. They make, they made me so, so, so sick. I would wake up at like 3.30 in the morning and get sick every single night and it would wake my parents up. It was terrible. And I wouldn't wish that on anybody. I, I know you wouldn't. So what, what would you like to, what, what's a quote that you live by? Do you have something you like to share with our audience that inspires you? Probably. Oh, that's a hard question. <laughs> Well, I don't want it to be a hard question, so I want you to think about that. Even if you don't have a quote today, I want you to think about that for your book because your book is going to be a message to others that when they're going through this absolutely ridiculously painful uh, endurance of, of chemotherapy or whatever else, that they need your words. They need quotes that actually inspire them, right? Yeah. So let's, let's uh, have you close off with saying how much Tom means to you. Tom is wonderful. So it was funny. The first time I met him was from somebody else. She told me that he he looks like the guy you would want to avoid, but he's the guy you want to speak to the most. But his nickname is Tattoo Tom because he is covered from head to toe in tattoos. But he is the nicest guy you will ever meet. He, I was having radiation in Philadelphia, and when I was in Philadelphia, I was probably at my worst. And he drove up twice to come take me to the zoo. He was there my final day. He was, he was just amazing. Well, we unfortunately have no more time, Sarah, but you are a hero to all of us. And thank you, Tom, for everything you do for everybody. Uh, all three of you have been amplified. Lamont, I can't wait to hear about you running up the volcano with Tom. So everyone have a great day, and we will have you back on the program. Thanks a lot. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplify. Be sure to join Ken Rashawn again next Tuesday afternoon at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now, go get your message heard.
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.